Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. It's Florida and number 16 Florida State battling for Sunshine State supremacy. 66th meeting all time between the Gators and the Seminoles. Richards into the air. Let's it fly. Pearsall wide open. Counterpunch Florida. Richardson rolls right. Completes to Odom. Touchdown Florida. The Gators take the lead. Richardson down the seam. Pearsall to the house. His second touchdown. 43 yards. again touchdown Seminoles you can stand me up at the gates of hell but I won't back down out of a two tight end set Travis runs finds a small hole gets free inside the tent still dancing and in Jordan Travis ladies and gentlemen Richardson flushed sidearms it and it's picked off From the 11, Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape, turns the corner, stays in bounds, Sports Center top 10, Jordan Travis, ladies and gentlemen. And I won't back down. Travis keeps it this time, indisputable. That's a touchdown. Third down and 11. Gators bring pressure. Travis in trouble, running away, accelerates to it, the end zone, slides, touchdown! Jordan Travis, ladies and gentlemen. They run it, big hole for ETN! ETN in the end zone, the Gators a point after from tying it up! Steel hammer, stiff arm, and a touchdown. Edge pressure. Richardson trying to get away. Chucks it downfield. Incomplete. It's safe to say you found your man, you found your head coach in Mike Norvell. Knowles win it 45-38.
Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great Monday to you and yours. Hope you had a wondrous Thanksgiving weekend and obviously enjoyable Friday night like the rest of us. Good times. Good to be with you. I'm Jeff. Director Matthew in for Tom Wang. Oh, but we have a lot to catch up on. Plenty to catch up on. Florida State gets it done. They complete it, as we certainly hoped they would. And now it is uh, a sit and wait to find out what the bowl game will be and where. And obviously that in and of itself is a conversation you can be excited to have. It's been a minute since Florida State uh, went to a bowl, and that will... Of course, no doubt, uh, put a pep in the step when you talk about even bowl games that you don't care about. Say, you know, something in Orlando or Jacksonville. I uh, would rather us go out of state, but I'm spoiled. I've covered a lot of bowl games, and that includes too many Gator Bowls and plenty of moments in Orlando. So we'll see. I I do have a suspicion that Florida State will stay in state at this point. Uh, What a game. What a game. And... You know, it's funny, most of the time when Florida State takes on one of our rivals, uh, Florida or Miami especially, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think about, you know, whether or not it's going to be a good game. You know, my mind immediately goes to, A, can we win it? B, how much can we win it by? Wouldn't it be nice to win it by, I don't know, 42? Wouldn't it be great to win it by... A record-breaking number. That's what I tend to think about. I don't think of things like, but it would be much more exciting if it were close. But admittedly, in the stands for this one, with my pops and my two boys, just as I was last year for the Miami game here, I have to, I have to confess that uh, that game playing out the way that it did uh, was exil- exhilarating. It was uh, uh, it was a game that I'll remember more than I would any blowout game, without question. It was that kind of fun, the back and the forth. It's also eye-opening, and it's it it works in the way that a lot of games do uh, when you're kind of climbing your way back up and becoming a program of note. When you're rallying to become a integral part of college football again, when you're on the verge of, cusp of, being a preseason, and this is what Florida State will be next year, preseason top 20 team with a Heisman candidate at quarterback and endless possibilities for the next step. That's what Florida State will be. But along the way, to get to that point, you have to, A, suffer some setbacks, and B, learn some lessons within wins. And obviously it's a much easier pill to digest when you are talking about things you'd like to see improved after a win as opposed to, oh, so many losses. And we've had too many the last four and five years, and that's why I think the sense of relief, the sense of um, you know being able to exhale for a lot of Florida State fans and a sense of, okay, we've got our guy, Now, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to complete? Uh, The wandering, Ian, I see you in the chat right there. The wandering around in the uh, darkness is over. Uh, Now now we start the next level 
of the climb. And, you you know, this is – I thought it was an awful lot of fun after the lost decade when Jimbo Fisher took over monitoring and obviously documenting, talking about on a daily basis the program overhaul, everything from the way they worked out, nutrition, the practice schedule, what was done in those practices, the way that they talked about games, the way that they worked – all of it shifted, and you document it to find out if it's going to work. And you get a sense early on whether or not it is. You may not exceed expectations right away, but you can get a sense this is going to work. Oh, wait, we've got a snag here. They're going to have to fix this, or I like where they're going here. And we all watch that. We all watch that played out in a way in which Florida State eventually moved to a place where 2012 happened and we could actually have a season like that in which the year ended and we had gotten to a place where we thought that season was disappointing. That's when you knew you'd come a long way, that you could win 12 games and be disappointed. And then you got to a point where obviously you had the undefeated streak and you won the national championship and you won 29 straight games and all of a sudden you were no longer climbing. You were trying to sustain your place atop all of college football as the preeminent program in the land. Now, Florida State has moved from not mattering to being a sub-500 non-bowl invitee to this season becoming the second-best team in the ACC and a whole lot of momentum heading into signing day, a whole lot of momentum that uh, will allow you, I think, to capitalize once again in the transfer portal and a whole lot of momentum that we'll see an offseason of a lot of questions. I mean, I don't know if you're like me right now, but that season ended on Friday night for Florida State, save for the bowl game, and we know about that. But that game ended, and it didn't take me long after the euphoria wore off on the drive home. And I pulled in the driveway, and I sat down with my dad, and we kind of talked about how much fun that was, and I popped the cold one with him, and I said, well, what do we think? And we went position by position, coach by coach, looked at the schedule, and we were on to the next. Because when you're striving for something better, along the way, you reach certain benchmarks, you check it off, and you keep moving forward. And one of the things I like about this head coach and I like uh, about this team is they always wanted something more. They always wanted something better. It wasn't enough to just be improved. It wasn't enough to be close in games that you lost against ranked teams. It wasn't enough. They felt the same sort of bitterness and disappointment after those three losses. And it's why, and we go back to it now that it's happened, it's why after the Clemson game I had a suspicion that things, good things, were going to happen. It's why we sat down and, you know, the show after the Clemson game, you can go back and look at it, I'll reiterate, the answers to the questions you have will be illuminated over these next five games. What Mike is, what this staff is, what this team is, where this program's at, and what's possible. It will be illuminated over the next five games. And it was at that time that I thought 4-1, and 5-0 and was a distinct possibility. Wouldn't be surprised by either result. As it stands, they go 5-0. and Good on you. Congratulations, especially to those kids who've put in the work. And this team was imminently likable from day one because they put in the work. They took the time. 
It was in the details. It was on the daily that they were making the improvements necessary to win games in the manner that we saw over these last five weeks, to respond to adversity in a way they haven't yet in a number of years and go get wins and conclude a season that now puts you again in the center of the conversation of big-time college football. So for Florida State, now you start wondering about, and it's the modern era of college football, you don't, you can't escape it. Uh, the second you start thinking about what happens next beyond the bowl game, you start getting into roster retention, how much money you have for that, how much money you have for players uh, in the transfer portal, what you need to do to flip a few kids that maybe are on the brink in the high school ranks, and what's it all going to look like? How close are you to filling some of those holes? And this game on Friday night revealed some more holes, didn't it? It wasn't all roses. The offense that we suspected would score a lot of points. I think I said 41-24 was my guess. Florida scored a lot more than 24, unfortunately. Florida State did get into the 40s, and I think a lot of us thought that would happen. This is not a great Florida defense. This is a very good Florida State offense. You combine those two, it was easy to take the over on Florida State's point total, and I did, and um, we cashed that one pretty quickly. Now, the defense, on the other hand, I think you have question marks about. I think you begin to wonder, all right, a couple things here. Whether it's shuffling the deck with certain staff members, whether it's really recognizing how much of an upgrade you're going to have to have personnel-wise. I think in particular on the defensive front. I think there are a lot of things that they're going to have to get better at if they're going to join the elite. They've gone from bad to good. To go from good to great is very difficult. And you've got to elevate talent and depth on the defensive side of the ball big time if you're going to get there. Now, I know for the most part that right after a game like that, after a stretch of five straight wins, after achieving the goal of getting to nine wins, of putting yourself in the best possible position to cash in on signing day, to go to a great bowl is not the time to begin to nitpick necessarily uh, regarding staff and personnel. But I understand also, if you're like me, you're hungry. And I think Mike is too, and I think this team is and will continue to be that. And that's good. That's good. I like that all along the way. They never seem satisfied. They didn't even seem satisfied after this. There's a, there's a nice balance, by the way, and Mike strikes this chord well. And I think he strikes this balance extremely well, which is to suggest that he understands rivalry games mean more than other run-of-the-mill games in conference, right? He understands that the Miami game is more important than the Boston College game. And the Florida game is more important than the Georgia Tech game or, say, the LSU game. All right, good, good. There is a difference. And it's nice to have won all three of the big games that Florida State played this year. Very nice. It's a change. It's a good thing. It's also cool to enjoy those fruits of your labor, to enjoy those wins, to achieve that, understanding the magnitude of it being greater than that of some of the other wins along the way, and, and go ahead and revel in it for a moment. Go ahead and enjoy it. Congratulate each other. Congratulate yourself. Understand that was achieved through hard work. He does a good job of allowing guys to do that while all the while challenging them to take another step forward after that. It's a good balance. 
It's tough, right? It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like anything worthwhile. It's hard work. It's, it's going to take hard work. It's, it's losing weight and getting in shape. It's whatever your goals are. It's those things. It's uh, financial commitments, whatever that might be. There are sacrifices along the way and benchmarks that you reach, and you want to acknowledge that, you know, you've changed the course to the better, that you're doing things well along the way as you achieve these little things. But, you know, it's just along the way. And I love that balance that he strikes with this program and I think it's it's a good place for the fans to be at, too, because you learn lessons and wins, some lessons and some tough losses along the way, but you have achievements. And that just makes you hungrier for the next thing because there are things. Like Florida State still didn't win the conference, and you look around at this conference right now, and I dare say as we sit here on a Monday that if Florida State played NC State, Wake Forest, or Clemson, I would take Florida State in all three of those games. Right now. Right now. But that's the way a season works out. It's when you play them, how healthy are you, what time of the year is that game. Until you get to a place where you can have your off day or you can be down a guy, even a key component to what you're doing on either side of the ball, until you get to a place where you can have bad days at the office and still win enough games to win an ACC championship, you're not anywhere close to where you want to be. So. You can teach, you can win, you can achieve, and you can want a lot more, and you can have evidence that lay before you, even after a win like this, that says we've got to do better. It's a perfect scenario. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk Appreciate you joining us. Florida State sweeps the state and wins nine games. Gets back to a place of respectability and a fan base that finds themselves excited about the future for the first time in a long time. That news is the good news. Let me circle back in the chat for those that said hello and contributed, and I appreciate you. Tom writes, Jeff, it was a pleasure meeting you and your beautiful family. Sorry about being out of sorts the old lady was mad at me for checking out the scenery. <laughs> That's from Tom. I, uh, I too, have found myself with a wandering eye on the campus of Florida State University. I don't apologize for that. We are men. It happens. You just got to be discreet. 
Uh, Stephen wrote, by the way, your dad gives great hugs. Stephen was at the uh, keg stand. Uh, <laughs> the keg stand uh, event that took place on, uh, was it Sunday? Did I do that Sunday? No, I did it Saturday. What am I talking about? I'm losing it. The days, they ran together. We had time off. Uh, Marcus writes, if you could keep a guaranteed seven players next year, who would they be? Also, PSA FSU fans, don't start like the U with the we're back, please. Not yet. No, uh, we're further back, certainly, than they really have been at any point recently. Um, but but I – thank you, Marcus. Seven players, I'll go through them in a moment. Uh, I, I think you're going to be able to keep uh, four of the seven that I would choose probably. I, I, I think there's a good chance, anyhow, that um, – some pretty important players will be back. You know, it's an intriguing question. And I, I've thought about this on Saturday night. We'll get into the game here for a little bit, okay? Uh, Florida State did a lot of really good things offensively, and I was very impressed with the game plan yet again. You know, they this is, this is now commonplace to watch Florida State's offense take the field and have lofty expectations, both because of – improved personnel, improved play from Jordan Travis, but also because the game plan is usually on point. They do a very good job of, of being prepared for how to take advantages, uh, advantage of uh, defensive weakness or areas of weakness on the opposing team. That's good coaching. You want to be able to say that about your head coach. Not everybody can. It's nice to be able to say that. Like, like today, if you're a Miami fan, not only do you realize you don't have good players anywhere on the field, but your head coach is questionable. I mean, that really shaky in-game coaching throughout the course of the season. Like, you have a lot of questions about whether or not he's the guy, and it's been one year. <laughs> what a shame. Whereas, for example, I think if you're a Florida fan, you have high hopes. If I'm going to be completely objective about the three teams, I would tell you that Florida State and Florida are quite obviously well ahead of the game when compared to Miami. And I think Coach Napier is probably going to do a good job down there. I think this rivalry is setting up for some wars over the next four to six years. I think both programs are going to continue to rise. I have questions about whether Miami will. Not real sure they will. Wouldn't that be tragic? So, you know, you watch that game, and, and, and once again you were able to, uh, you know, pinpoint the areas of expertise from Mike Norvell and Alex Adkins in that offensive staff. But you saw some really troubling aspects of what you do on defense. And I think the question for the, the to me, the question amongst the fan base will be, especially right now after a 9-3 and three season where you can have a civil conversation and it doesn't become hostile seconds after you engage in it. You know, when you suck, and we have, when you suck, I notice that you really can't have the conversation. It devolves into gripes of yesteryear. It's like when you fight with your wife and all of a sudden she brings up something that's pissed her off from two and a half years ago that you always suspected bothered her, but she never voiced it. And then now you're talking about what color drapes you want, and somehow she's bitching about why you didn't get this item while you were on vacation. You're like, what are you? I'm talking about drapes, woman. So that was happening with Florida State. Like, we were in the position that we'd start talking and somebody go, let me tell you about that son of a bitch. Like, Man, chill. Your axe to grind is with coach so-and-so. I get it. But, man, we got bigger problems. You're missing the forest for the trees here, baby. This is a program that's in disarray. 
you can you can have all that anger for coach so and so all you want. The problem is bigger than him. You could never really have it. You couldn't vet it. It devolved. Now you can have it and you can have it civilly. You can be like, "Hey, listen, so and I don't know where you're at with this. Is it personnel or is it coaching?" And it doesn't immediately turn into, "Well, I think we both know the you know, it's not going to be that." It's sort of going to be sort of, all right, all right. Look, man, I I'll confess it is a bit disconcerting to say the least that when Florida State faces a plus offense, let alone a good one, they have a real hard time getting stops. <laughs> That's a, that is problematic. I'll follow that up with, is that about the fact that they don't have the personnel? Because I think the answer to that question is, yeah. yeah I, think, I think it is. You know what else I think? They got some problems on the coaching staff. Both can be true. And the question becomes, what direction do they go? What will they do? Who will they replace? What opportunities will some of these coaches have? You know, big picture stuff starts to come into play here. Kenny Dillingham is now the head coach at Arizona State. So he gets the job that he wanted. There are weird connections there. We know that, right? Well, does he... Tap any of the coaches on this staff? Does he reach out to any of those guys and say, come on down, I've got some money for you here. Maybe this is a better opportunity for you. Maybe you'll be granted more of a, uh, a leadership role. Maybe you'll have more responsibilities where you can grow your reputation. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that helps Florida State in a way. Maybe that opens the door. Maybe a couple spots come open. And they were spots you wanted to be open. And now you're able to go out and do something you could not have done a year ago. That's another great thing about this season. This season featured enough in the way of growth and success that stability was gained. Great stability is now in play with your head coach. There will be an extension, I'm sure. The head coach is now in a position that if he wanted to make changes or the opportunity presented itself to make changes, not saying it will happen, just saying that if it happened, he has options. He can reach out to other coaches and say, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm good. And Florida State's committed, and we're ready to grow. Do you want to be a part of it? By the way, we're highly competitive in what we can pay you. So you now have chances to grow the program even more from one year to the next. We were just trying to keep our head above water for the last five years. You know, you were, you were constantly surviving something and trying to stay afloat, trying to just have a product that allowed you to recruit a little bit better than you did the year before and grow upon it. And you know, that was going to provide incremental growth. It wasn't going to be as quickly as you wanted it to happen, but it was going to at least be not another step backwards like you've seen so many other programs suffer. You know, you've watched the Nebraskas of the world, and now they get Matt Rule, and you've seen Miami be down for twenty over 20 years, and you've watched these other programs until very recently, now Tennessee, who's taken a big step forward. A lot of these programs have been down, and you didn't want to go that route. You're like, no, man, five years is good. I don't need 10. I don't need 15 out here in the wilderness. 
We might not make it back. And so at the end of Jimbo, the planes crashing into the side of the mountain era, you make a hire. We hoped that the recruiting prowess at the time of Willie Taggart would be enough and talent or an infusion of talent would help raise Florida State's level to a place where if other aspects of his tenure weren't up to snuff, you could overcome it. Turns out that just didn't work. Uh, I was wrong about that hire. I was really right about the Jimbo hire, really wrong about the Willie hire. And, and so it was. They learned a very quick lesson. It was unfortunate, but you took a huge step back, and so then you made another change, and there's no way to grow when you're constantly making changes at the top. There's no stability. Nobody can believe in you. And that's what this time in the wilderness that has come to an end as of Friday night was really all about. How can we get from that place to this place, and how soon can we get there? How soon can we prove that we're back? Because Florida State has the kind of cachet that allows you to be elite again quicker than most other programs. It's one of the special things about where Florida State's at. And we're, you know, listen, everybody knows this, but it's worth reiterating because it's part of your history. Bobby Bowden is responsible for that. Because Bobby Bowden succeeded in a way that nobody had prior to him here, he put Florida State not only on the map, but he put Florida State amongst the best in all the land. So then Florida State then had the reputation of being a place where national championships are the expectation. That's what he did. And so when you look at places like Oklahoma, who had their downturn, or you look at a Michigan or an Ohio State or a Notre Dame or a Southern Cow who's now back and all these teams, right, they're able to recapture their glory much faster the second they show evidence, any evidence at all, that they're on the cusp of being good again, that the university is invested, that the fans are invested financially and emotionally, that they are knocking on the door of relevance again. Once that happens, now everybody, it's like wake up the echoes. I know that's another Dame thing, but it's true. All of a sudden, everybody's reminded, oh, yeah, the garnet, the gold, the spear, the tradition, the wins, the dominance, the 14 consecutive years of top four finishes, the three national titles, the three Heisman trophies, the countless All-Americans. Everybody's memory is jogged. They then are reminded by those in the state where it is a fertile ground of great talent. The high school coaches, the junior coaches, the, 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 the friends and families throughout the state, they, oh, yeah, you know what? You may not know this, Johnny, but Florida State, that was the baddest program in all the land for a good long time, and it looks like they're back. And all of a sudden, you're on the radar again. You can't do that at Tulane. No, no offense, Tulane. You can't do that at Memphis. You can't do that at Temple. You can't do that at Kansas State. You can't do that at a lot of places, most places. But you can do it here. You can do it here. So how quickly can we get back to reminding everybody that that's what this place is? That's what this place aspires to, and that's this place's rightful place amongst college football's elite. How quickly can you get there? And that's what, in many ways, I think this season does. It kicks open the door again and says, come on. We're invested. We care. You're going to be getting some news in the next couple of weeks, I do believe, about Florida State's position in the NIL and its focus. And that's going to be important. And I think it's a good thing. I think Florida State is, is headed in the right direction. It has got its ducks in a row for the first time in a long time. 
and it's going to allow Florida State to compete at a very, 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 very high level. Good times. Good times. It's a, it's a reason to be excited. Noel Kev writes, the real question is, could Florida State win the NFC South? <laughs> yeah, that's a, what a mess. God, don't get me going on that. Oh, poor Todd Bowles. Watching that guy's clock management makes me wish seven-year-olds were in charge of the clock late in games. That is, he's not alone. I don't know what it is with NFL coaches not understanding how the clock and timeouts work. You have to remember that Todd Bowles was taught under Andy Reid's tree. That's fair, and it's the one knock on Andy Reid consistently for the longest. The worst. Doesn't understand how the clock works. Is a mastermind of offensive football, but can't understand how to use timeouts. I know. Well, Todd, Todd's going to cost himself a job. That's the third time this year. What a good time, man. Preston, no. I'm not going to mow down a pack of heaters on air when this team hits 10 wins. I wouldn't. The the cake stand, I got to tell you, we have video footage somewhere out there of this, uh, and it was played last night on the Sunday Smash. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you, I'm proud. It's not a moment to be proud of admittedly, especially while your father and son are there. But it is, um, if I'm going to be frank, it was an overachievement on my part. Most would not have suspected that a grizzled veteran like myself would still have the game to be able to have sustained effortlessly a really good keg stand. And yet there it was on display for everybody to see a corner pocket. It was. It's a little bit like when Brady has those great games, and like he still got it. He still got it. The feet high in the air as the sun glistened, the beer flowed, and your boy just said, "I'm 22 all over again," recapturing for a moment greatness of youth. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Uh, I got to get caught up on some of you guys have asked some questions in here, and I really appreciate that. There's a lot we can kind of experience together, gather around, talk about, have some fun with, and uh, I want to address those things today. Uh, and, and, and again, have some fun with uh, you know the weekend that was. It was awfully fun to sit back. I know it didn't help Florida State, but it was fun to watch Clemson lose to South Carolina. South Carolina potentially an opponent for Florida State in a bowl game. If Spencer Rattler is going to play as he did each of the last two games that South Carolina has, it might be a very, very interesting game. How about that guy? A career of being terrible. And it ends with uh, two games in which he's wonderful. And uh, it was kind of fun to watch both, even though I'm not a huge fan. 
uh, I would point to the the landscape of college football because that is, again, what we kind of try to figure out our place in after a season like this. And we talk about, well, what does it mean? What does it mean on the in the big picture? And, you know, what's, what's reality? And it, you can never really I – mean, it's difficult to pin down and, and say, I know for a fact Florida State will be this. It's harder now uh, than it ever has been. And I think that's true of every program. Now, there are very few – almost self-sustaining, year-over-year type programs. That's true of any one t- at any one time in general in college football. Like when Florida State's dominant, when Florida State was dominant, you know, it was just a reload. It was never a rebuild. You could lose a Heisman Trophy winner, and your expectation the next year was, yeah, I think we'll still compete for the national championship. So... That, that's when you know you're great. Georgia is not nearly as good this year as they were last year. And how could they be? They lost 109 players to the NFL. <laughs> how, how could they be as great? But guess what they are? Undefeated. With an average midget for a quarterback. Or little person, sorry. But so it's, it's, a, it's crazy, right? But that's how good they are everywhere else. That's how good they are everywhere else. So they're one of those programs. Alabama has now won double-digit games for 15 consecutive years. 15. Sweet Jesus, that's too many. I'm tired of it. Get the hell out of here. But they're one of those programs. You know, Ohio State loses at home to Michigan, and even still, it's a one-loss campaign. They are, again, one of those teams, and that's what you're fighting to get to. But there are always just a handful, just a few, three to five, that maybe get to that place. That's where we want to get back to. It's where we were in 12, 13, 14. It's where you want to get back to. And certainly, that's where we were all throughout the 90s. Um, that's why you, you, try to, you try to get to that place. And, and what's it going to take to get to that place, and how close are we to getting there? But this year's college football season really allowed for, uh, I think, Florida State fans in the midst of this turnaround, it allowed us to dream. Because, you know, you look at that top ten. You look, I mean, look, listen, guys, until this weekend's results, LSU was a legitimate contender to get into the college football playoff. Now, I thought that was a little absurd, by the way. They tended to ignore the second loss for whatever reason, but uh, it, it was there, right? And Florida State beat that LSU team. And you can say, well, that was the first game of the year, and LSU is a lot better now than they were then. Yeah, so is Florida State. So is Florida State. So if your talent level or your overall team production, your efficiency rate, your success rate, your production is at a place where you can beat that team that wins the West and is competing for the SEC championship this upcoming weekend and until Saturday night's loss to Texas A&M was a playoff contender, then you know legitimately you're not that far away. And yet you can also admit that you're a team that lost three games and two of those games by season's end those aren't good looks. I think Florida State would blow NC State out tomorrow. I don't think it'd be competitive. I think Florida State would probably beat Wake Forest comfortably tomorrow. Comfortably. Wake, who just lost to Duke. 
over the weekend. What a year Elko and that Duke team had, right? But I think Florida State would beat Wake Forest uh, if they played tomorrow. Clemson, probably a toss-up. Probably comes down to whether or not DJ sucks on that particular Saturday or not. Because he often does. And he certainly did Saturday. But there is evidence of the shine that is no longer brilliant in Clemson, South Carolina. It's, there's evidence that Florida State is now there as a competitor to win this conference going into next season. All right, well, if you accept that premise, then what, what else are they? Well, I would argue an 11-1 Florida State that wins the ACC is going to the college football playoff. So under that premise, you're pretty close to being a contender to make the college football playoff again. And then from there, you vet that further, and you say, well, are you a serious contender to win it? And that's where I draw the line. That's where I say, no, no, you're not. Not right now. You're not deep enough. You're not big enough. You're not fast enough. You're not good enough. Not yet. Uh, There's... They got to they gotta to continue to build. And that's okay. That's all part of it. It's easier to accept that and to watch it and embrace it and get excited about it even once the proof of concept. We're tired of hearing that phrase. I'm tired of saying that phrase. It is true though. You have to show the results do matter. We can believe in your methodologies. We can believe you're a good teacher and a good mentor and a good coach. And we can believe that you're doing it the right way. At some point, you got to win games. Once you win games, now we can take the discussion to a higher place. We can go to another level. And that's what this year was. Again, we reiterate that point because it's worth report, you know, repeating. That's what this year was. Had to show the proof of concept. Got it. Got it. Got it and then some. If they had lost Saturday night, I would still make the argument, even in the midst of disappointment, if that had happened, I would still make the argument that you had already gotten it. Now now you're sure you got it, but you also know that you have a lot of other things that you got to do to get to the next one. And that's exciting. I, I think it's... Um, it's where you always kind of want to be, right? You always want to be talking about, well, how close are they to winning a national championship or being part of the college football playoff? I think with the expansion, with things have gone, with the way that college football has gone now, I almost view uh, college football's playoff as it stands now as they do like sort of the NCAA tournament where you go into seasons with your basketball program. No matter who you are, whether you're Duke or North Carolina, like a real, really elite basketball program, you say, well, are they a Final four candidate, because if you get to the final four, anybody can win it. It's about the matchup. It's about how well you play on that night. Can you get to the final four? And that's where you're asking yourself now for Florida State football, because you sure as hell aren't asking about basketball. That's where, if you're asking about Florida State football, how close are you to being a final four candidate? And that's, that's it's fun. The debate begins. Speaking of basketball, Florida State completed a hat trick of suck in Orlando a triumvirate of garbage. And I've got to be honest with you, it's going to be very, very sad to watch a Hall of Famer uh, like our head coach, Leonard Hamilton, go through this season. It's awful. They're not watchable. And yet, it is our duty to do so, and I have. And I find them unwatchable. They don't do anything well. Nothing. 
there is nothing they do well. Usually. You know, there's the kid in your neighborhood. He's not very athletic. He'll come over and play football in the yard with your kids, and everybody's running around having a good time. And you're like, oh, bless his heart. Probably doesn't even know how to tie his shoes. But he's a good kid. You know what he does do well? I'll tell you what, he will catch it. He will catch it. Now, he's slow as hell once he catches it. And he's certainly not elusive. But he will catch it. You know, you're able to say that about a kid. When you watch Florida State basketball, you go, nope, he can't catch it. He can't run. I'm not sure he knows his name. I'm a little concerned that if I asked him what one plus one was, he'd have to think for a while. We've got a problem. Life's going to be tough. We're going to have to teach this young man a trade. We're going to have to show him how to sweep. And that's kind of what I think when I watch Florida State. I'm like, well, hmm, they don't do anything well. (laughs) It's just, uh, I laugh to keep from crying. And I would also say there is a bigger backstory and a lot to take in beyond what the record is and what this team is. Uh, you are correct, Noel Dad, to note that the basketball team is cheeks. It, <laughs> to say out loud, the way the kids describe that, which is not good, is fun. Our basketball team is cheeks. Cheeks. Giant cheeks. Roseanne size cheeks. Some of the biggest cheeks you've ever seen. Cheeks for days. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, baseball season's nearly upon us. They'll start practicing soon. Plus, plus, another thing this Florida State football team did for all of us is allow us to really just focus on football for the rest of the year and into the next. It is the... It is the catalyst for year-round discussion. You can't do that with a five and seven team. You can't we, with a three and nine or a five and seven team. You gotta, ooh, we gotta find something else. We're gonna have to go another route. Folks aren't tuning in for that. But when you go nine and three and you are transfer portal masters, and you're going to be getting good news in the short term here, I think, about who's coming and going and who's you know possibly staying and what NIL looks like, what and all that. Then you can do it. Then you can start to, all right, what do we got here? Can't wait. What we have here is hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.